What are you going to do? I'm sat there looking at stuff on my phone. Danny and I don't listen to the music at the beginning of the show. We have a uh, we have a system that lets us talk to each other while you guys are listening to the intro. And because of that, and because I was playing on my phone, I didn't realize the, sh the countdown was ending, and I missed the cue entirely for my intro music. And so I've thrown off the timing of the show already. It's throw me through a loop. Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Daniel Munoz in Minnesota. Hi, Danny. Hey, I'm sorry. That was totally my bad. I sent him something. <laughs> <laughs> this is TPS report for Thursday, August 4th. 2022 it's good to be back thank you for being here what do you Be becky says she doesn't listen to rebecca there is absolutely no excuse for you not to listen to the music danielle and i are show prepping i don't You're think she's a rebecca you should be show viewing becky it's got to be a rebecca it's got dude to it's be, bacon it's got to be See? Rebecca. regency what, what does that mean and how do you get Becky from Regency? I don't know. I assume she means... Or does she mean Begency? And that was... Uh... <laughs> the fuck is Begency? That was an autocorrect thing, like Alyssa and Elisa, or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Anyway. It's good to be back. <laughs> Jesus fuck. As he alienates... As he alienates viewers. Yeah. Um, Remember when you used to tell me don't fight with the viewers? It's bacon. Remember when I motherfucked somebody in the chat and you're like, um, hey, don't do that. Well, I would never motherfuck bacon, obviously, because we love Becky. We love bacon. Right. She's well, not, I right. mean, you wouldn't motherfuck bacon, but some folks need motherfucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Some folks do. <laughs> All right. Shit. God, we're off to a terrible start. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Oh, and it's probably going to get worse. We're out of the penalty box. Jeff we are free. I know. Jeff, and then you'll go free. You Jeff free? Jeff Kukin's here. What's up, Jeff? Good to see you. <laughs> Canadian Bacon is here. What's up, Becky? Um, Jeff Kukin, Jake Kukin as well. Princess Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Hello, Princess. Peggy Brown is here. Hey, Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Michelle Ivy is here. Hi, Michelle. Good to Hi, see Michelle. you. Michelle Brown is here. Hi, Michelle. We missed you too. And yeah, it's good. Do. It is good to be back on YouTube. YouTube, we've served our time. We've paid our penance. And now we're back for more. Um, Jessica Tenney's with us. Hey, Jess. Hey, Jess. Uh, let me see. Janine is We said hi to Janine. Did we? Hi, Janine. I don't know. Hi, Janine. I don't think we did. Hi, Janine. Good to did. see you. Uh, Steve over there on YouTube, wielding Man. the band hammer. What's up, Steve? Thank you, brother um troy buchanan hey troy troy's out of facebook jail that's good well done yep. friend yeah good job good job brother hi troy let's see how let's stay out of jail yeah let's all stay out of trouble let's stay out of the penalty boxes yes. yeah stay on the ice mitch mccarty's here hey mitch thank you for coming back man your mom's here hi rita thank Come you mama. for being here bill campbell what's up bill joy's here hey joy thank yes, you for good. tuning in um let me see Keith Bergen, happy month of Keith, brother. Keith said he would motherfucker almost anybody. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. If I haven't said hi, 
say so in the chat. Yell at me. Jake has been listening to our podcast and he says they sound good. Thank you, Jake. I'll tell you this. Here's a little trick for you. We sound a lot better sped up, quite frankly. Okay. I use, um, I use a podcast app called Overcast. I believe it's called on the iPhone. It's a paid app. Some people might want, not want to use it. But most podcast, podcast apps will let you speed up the playback. Even YouTube, by the way, will let you speed up the playback. Yes. If you set us to one and a half speed, it's a much better fucking show. The bits here. Hey, bit. <laughs> What's up, brother? Good to see you. Way better at one and a half speed. All right. I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. So just going to say, let's, let's get into some stuff. Yes. Yeah. Let's get into let's some get stuff. After it. So let's start with. Hey, Stephanie. Let's start with some more dodgy science. Shall we? Shall we? Because we talked about this Monday and, you know, it may seem really boring. I'm sorry if it is really boring. But it's, it's so fucking important that people learn this information now so that they're aware of it and prepared just in case anything comes down the pike that, that happens to affect them. And, and they wind up saying, holy shit, I'm glad those two boring idiots that sound better right. at, at double speed. I'm glad they spoke about this. Depression is not caused by chemical imbalance in the brain. This is from Psychology Today. Where's the I want to show the header. There we go. Psychology Today. This is a actual medical source. I have to say that for YouTube's benefit. And go ahead, Danielle. Before you get into this, because I don't want to interrupt you while you're talking, the sources that are embedded in here are legit sources. Um like I went back and looked at the um the studies they cite. They're from like Science Direct. There are a couple of their own citations. Um, they cite the APA. So we're not going to like get into all of those, but they cite legit research in this article. Okay, good. This is for real. Depression is not caused by chemical imbalance in the brain. We don't know how antidepressants work. This was from July 24th of this year. Key points. There is no convincing evidence that depression is caused by serotonin abnormalities. Many people take antidepressants believing their depression has a biochemical cause. Research does not support this belief. The notion that antidepressants work by elevating serotonin levels is not supported by the evidence. Those are the TLDRs. The too long didn't reads. Um... Let's get to let's get to some some spicy bits. Pushed heavily by the pharmaceutical industry as well as reputable professional organizations such as the American Psychiatric Association. This storyline has since become the dominant narrative. Oh, the serotonin. Um, yeah, uh, that that um, and I did read um, that depression is caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. Yeah. Has it's a storyline that's been pushed by psychologists, psychiatrists and 
um, the pharmaceutical industry yes. for decades, going back to Ooh. the 80s when, lo and behold, Prozac came on the scene. Exactly. It's That's been accepted by the majority of people in the U.S. and leading more and more people to think of their psychological difficulties in terms of chemical brain processes. Depression treatment, in turn, has le leaned even more heavily on antidepressant medications widely touted as the first and best intervention approach. The idea that depression is caused by chemical imbalance in the brain, specifically lower serotonin levels, and can therefore be treated effectively with drugs that restore that balance, appeared for a while to be an all-round winner. It proved provided clear answers for both physicians and their suffering patients. An elegant explanation of the symptoms and a readily available remedy in pill form and pharma companies made money. Before long, however, too, I, I'm just reading the yeah, story at this point. Yeah, why are we reading point. to people? People can know. read it themselves. Let's talk about Let this. Me, I'm going to jump to the so, end. Let me jump to the end because this is very... Um, this is this is psychology today's take on this. Second, why are you doing this to me, computer? Secondly, if you hear a medical professional using the term Go to chemical, the upshot. go up one paragraph. The upshot of this. The upshot of this for the layperson is twofold. First, you should realize that while antidepressants may work for you, they do not work for everybody. And we know do and and we do not know how they work. Anyone who tells you differently is lying to you or to themselves or both. Secondly, if you hear a medical professional using the term chemical imbalance to explain de a depression, you're hearing a fictional narrative or a sales pitch, non-scientific fact. Look look for better quality care that okay. those are some very harsh statements coming from psychology today yeah so here's what they talk about in the article um they've gone back and looked at the research the studies on which these ideas of chemical imbalance in the brain are based and th there is no there is no grounding for that there was a a meta-analysis of all of the research so somebody went back and looked at all of the studies and there is just absolutely nothing on which to sort of base the idea that depression stems from a chemical imbalance in the brain yep. and what they talked about and it makes total sense is that um, a lot of depression and, and some depression is, they don't rule out the fact that some depression might be based on some sort of chemical thing going on. But the idea that that's sort of like the overarching issue that causes depression, they've just completely poo-pooed that. And they've said, go back and look at the, the issues going on in these people's lives. Right right before the depression started. Right. And you and I have talked about this and what the fuck do we know about anything, but that, um, you know, medication, when we talk about SSRIs, that medication prescribed to address these issues has to go hand in hand with counseling. And counseling is the part where they talk about, well, what was going on when you started feeling that way, right? And when they find, go ahead, I'm sorry, did you want to read this? No, go ahead. 
Um, but yeah, and that's that's this part, the the traumatic life events. Yeah, I'm just the, bringing this stuff up on the screen as you discuss it yeah, so that people yeah. can see it for themselves. That there's a link between traumatic and y'all, it it's not nice to say dud people, but duh, of course there are. Like, think about times in your life during which you were sad and often they follow traumatic life events, mm -hmm. right? But, um, you know, that's not... To my understanding, there is a difference between clinical depression and situational depression. When my daddy died, I was sad for a fucking year. I cried just at the drop of a hat over absolutely nothing for a month. Like, you know, there's no salt in the salt shaker. I'm bawling. Right. Um, because my daddy had died, right? I wasn't clinically depressed. I was fucking sad. Mm -hmm. That's situational depression. Um, and I think... And, and based on, I don't just well, think, but and, and let's not forget that that's also healthy. It's part of the grieving process that you have to go through to handle that kind of loss. Right. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And, um, exactly. And it is, it is a process, right? You, you know, and some people struggle more with things than others and they need assistance, right? They need counseling assistance, medication assistance. And I don't think you or I would ever say that there isn't medication out there that can help people with mental health issues or that there's anything wrong with that. But I think that what we're saying is the fact that that immediate jump from depression, somebody is depressed, they're, they're struggling with depression too. There's a chemical imbalance in the brain. That's right. what this article is debunking. Yeah. And they're saying, if somebody says that to you, go find better help. And again, and, and, and again, these are the professionals telling us this. This right. isn't me telling you. This isn't Danielle telling you. Right. These are the professionals telling us that if this is what your doctor, psychiatrist, uh, therapist, whomever, if this is what they're telling you and this is what they're prescribing you today in this day and age, then you are getting a poor quality of care and you need to go somewhere else. We all get down in the dumps. I do. Right. I get down in the dumps sometimes. Here's how I deal with it. I go and do something I enjoy. That's how I deal with it. When I find, if I find my mind drifting to something that, uh, that makes me feel bad, I will take my mind off of it by going and doing something I enjoy doing, right? right. A lot of times it's just heading over to the gun club and shooting some stuff. Um, at other times it could be watching a movie I like. Right. A, a comedy or, or some, something I enjoy to do. It could be editing a video. Right. Could be calling a friend. Could be right. yelling at my commissioners. Just pick it. Pick something I enjoy doing. Now, I'm not saying that would work for everybody because it wouldn't. But that's what works for me. What I've now I don't like taking pills. Danielle, you know this. Right. I, I, I don't even like taking a, a, a pill for a headache. Unless I absolutely have to. Unfortunately, I'm getting older. And the older you get, the more things that happen to you and the more pills your doctor wants you to take. Right. Um, and I've, I've been lucky so far that I haven't had to fall into that trap. And I don't know what I would do because I'm really averse to taking pills. I don't know what I would do if and when that happens. I certainly wouldn't do it for mental health issues 
Because I, I personally believe there are much better ways to deal with things. Number one, if they're that bad, talk to somebody. Right. Go and talk to somebody. You can't, you can't solve mental health issues by yourself. You can't self-diagnose. You can't set up your own support group and think that it's going to help you. Right. You've got right. to find professional help. People that know what you're going through and know how to help you deal with it. But if you're running into people whose immediate response is you need some antidepressants, then go find somebody else to get right. your help from. Yeah. And last point here, um, you know, there have been questions for years over the lack of efficacy with antidepressants, right? Like, well, there are a bunch out there. You just have to find the one that works for you, mm -hmm. right? You just have to find, you know, right. They the just, right. the thing is they just don't work. And they that's why, work. that's why yeah. people are running into that. Just like the Alzheimer's drugs that we talked about on Monday, mm -hmm. you know, just and don't it, work. Bogus science again, bogus science. It was funny when I was reading this article, I came across the name of a psych psychology researcher that I, like, I knew the name and I was like, oh, this is legit. I, like, I know her, I've read her stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, like I found myself questioning that, oh, it's peer reviewed after our discussion on Monday. I was right. like, oh, what does, well, what does, what does that, that mean these mean? days? Exactly. It's approved by the FDA. What the fuck does that mean these days? Right. They approved Alzheimer's drugs. They approved these antidepressants for the, for the purpose they specifically intended the FDA were wrong. They approved the vaccines. Right. Not so the the most effective vaccines ever. Yes. By let's the way, try to let's try to stay on YouTube for a week. The most effective ever. Yeah. Hey, Saint Michael from over at the Brushfire Mine has joined us. Hey, bud, thanks for coming over. Hey, man, what's going on? He says the schools these days try to ram that crap down your kids' throats the second uh, they can point to any kind of behavior issue. Yep. They do. You know what else they try to ram down your kids' throats? <laughs> What's that, Al? Puberty blockers. Yep. But they're safe, right? What and a, you can just stop you. taking them and everything just goes back to normal. <laughs> That's right. By the way, St. Michael of Cigarillo, thank you for the segue. Yeah, St. Michael, you're hired. That was fantastic. FDA quietly adds warning of serious side effects to puberty blockers. Um, who are our sources on this? We've got um, that. I think yours we've got is the, the Daily, Daily Caller or oh, Daily the the Caller. Daily Signal. Sorry, and I don't know who else. Who else do we have? I've got, uh, there was a daily something else. Daily caller I... and daily signal. We're going to yes. go with them. We're going to go with the daily caller because that is, um, isn't, no, which one is, uh, the, the Shapiro's site? Daily wire. It's daily wire. That's neither of these. All right. Well, never mind. Well, this is from the daily caller. Take it for what you will, but it is absolutely, it, it is in fact true. This is legit. These just happen to be the sources that we pulled. There were a dozen articles. Yeah. Earlier in July, the Food and Drug Administration added a warning to multiple gonadotropin-releasing hormones. Thank you. Drugs often used as puberty blockers in gender-confused utes. Utes. 
The FDA identified the FDA identified six cases where there was a plausible link between GnRH agonists. Ag mm -hmm. Okay, and a condition called pseudotumor cerebri which is caused by elevated fluid pressure in the brain. According to the FDA, all six cases were identified in biologically female children between, ages, uh, between the ages of 5 and 12. Five of the six were being treated for early puberty, and the sixth was undergoing transgender care. Um, so five of them were probably medically indicated pseudotumor cerebri so here's in the other article we have actually some details on that okay um it's um tumor-like masses in the brain and the um, effects or the um symptoms include visual disturbances seeing bright lights that aren't there headache or vomiting uh Palpaledema, swelling of the optic nerve, increased blood pressure, um, and abducens neuropathy, which is eye paralysis. So these little babies were suffering from this. Can you so, imagine, so uh, like as are... a parent, having your kid complain of these things? Yeah. So here, that's that's what I want to talk about here. As a parent, having your kids complain about th those things, you would do something about it. And you would make sure to get your kids off of those drugs, right? But there are a lot of parents out there that don't even realize their kids are on these drugs. Because they're being spoon-fed these drugs by their high school groomers. Or in this case, in, in some cases, grade school groomers who are keeping it secret that the child thinks they're transgender or, or a, a different gender than they actually are. And those right. kids who are being spoon-fed these drugs by school groomers without the parents' knowledge could be suffering from some of these effects, and the parents would have no idea. And even if the child said to them, I'm suffering from these effects, they, they would never put two and two together because they would have no idea that their kids are on puberty blockers. You're going to correct me. I know you are. So go on. No, no, I'm not. Oh, you're, no, I thought no. you were going to correct me on something. No, not at all. I was going to add shit. to that and say. Um, Good times. They're also being, the parents are also being brainwashed by hearing, um, you know, exceptionally woke people say things like, well, I would rather have a transgender son than a dead daughter. Right? So they're being made Well, to you're more likely to have a dead transgender son. Well, you're equally likely. The the it I don't think it's indicated that post transition people are more likely to commit suicide, but there is no oh, indication uh, that they're less likely to commit suicide. Are you based sure? On the I thought it was yes. I thought it was uh the the rate increased as they went through the therapy no i think that it's the rates are very high because of um concurrent mental issues and they don't go away post-transition okay. fair enough i stand um, corrected but you know parents are made to believe that like that's their reality that yeah. their kid's going to kill themselves if they're not allowed to transition so 
you know, what's a headache or a few flashing lights that don't really exist. Yeah, I mean, even the former vice a dead kid. Yeah, even the former vice president's jumping in on that narrative by promoting these these gender therapies, these gender transforming right. therapies. Excuse me. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, got a little something going on down there. Getting a little, getting a little worked up. What you it is. I am, on a purple or something. I am getting a little bit worked up, to be honest with you. But yeah, even the president is, he's threatening now, he's threatening now to withhold funding, funding for school lunches from any public school that doesn't comply with this administration's gender policies. They're not laws. They're not rules. It's just merely guidance. But he's threatening to withhold federal funding from schools that don't comply with them. So the American Academy of Pediatrics last year um, at their annual meeting, there was a um, resolution that called for rigorous systematic reviews of evidence um, and policy update for management of pediatric gender dysphoria. So a year ago, they were calling for um, systematic review of evidence and policy about gender dysphoria in kids. This year, they refused to even talk about it. They have tabled any discussions about this at the annual meeting of the Ameri American Academy of Pediatrics, right. y'all. Right. That's With, the fucking doctor. That's how scared they are of, of yes. the cancel culture. If you go against the woke narrative, they're scared. The cancel culture is, they're fucking fat chicks on Twitter. Right. Yes. Just turn off Twitter. Yep. And and the cancel culture can't do anything to you. Yes. Yep. But this they're they're terrified of the Twitter cancel culture. It's amazing. My kid was talked into wanting to take psychotropics by a third third party entity employee that worked at the school. Jesus. Sorry. By the way, since uh, where there were third party companies working as counselors, there were third party companies working as counselors in the school. Wow. Jesus, that's purely for profit, by the way. Mm -hmm. Those people are doing that because they're in a business. They're running, you know, it could be, could be. What if those third party counselors, Danielle, were pharmaceutical industry employees? Did you see St. Michael's other comments? He said, I tried to ask the doctor to put her on placebos for three months. And the doctor looked at me like I was insane. <sighs> we never went back and I never did put the kid on the pills. It's insane. Um, Janine asks, so if schools put kids on these drugs and parents don't know and they have a bad reaction, precisely, precisely. You know, if, if you're, if you, as a family, kids shouldn't be making medical decisions. They just shouldn't. No. Families generally have a doctor. The doctor should be, first of all, the doctor should have to make the parents aware of any treatment they're giving to the children. Apparently these, these medical professionals in schools don't have to do that and aren't doing that. But first of all, any doctor should have to be transparent with the parents. Specifically for this reason, if there's an adverse reaction, you have to know what medications you're taking. In this case, you have to know what medications your children are taking. Now, are schools assuming the liability risk? Are they making kids sign waivers, do you think? Before kids can't they sign a waiver. I know they're, that they're, kids, kids can't kids can't 
accept medical treatment autonomously either, but they are. This, the schools don't seem to care what the rules are. They don't seem to care what the laws are. So here's my you question. Are they making these kids sign waivers? I wonder if they, and I totally just made this up in my head, but I wonder if they somehow get an advocate involved on behalf of the kid just in the school, um, you know, like for the, the gender shit, to say that the kid's being abused because the parent won't let them transgender or transition or whatever. So if they get an advocate involved, then the advocate can act on behalf of the kid. But that should have to go through the courts. Yeah. There should have to be a court order. Yeah. Like in real life, there is. Janine's, I mean, Janine said, glad I don't have kids because I would flip. What do you think would happen, Dan? I don't have kids, luckily. What do you think would happen, Danielle, if I did have kids and I found out the school was drugging them? Oh, my Lord Jesus. It would not be pretty. Honestly, I think you would pull your kids out of school and sue them. I mean, I don't think you would do anything ridiculous and violent because you're really not that kind of person. But I think that the instant you found out about it, your children would never go back to that school and you would sue them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, um, very vocally and very publicly. Absolutely despicable all right as as we're talking about uh are we fin hang on i shouldn't jump ahead are we finished with that story was there anything else so, we yeah. wanted to go no, no no i think that's i think we got our point too long didn't read it's bad let's just go with that i did read let's and go with that. Bad. quit quit uh well well and to your point about the you know the doctors the cancel culture and the doctors being intimidated or mm -hmm. the organizations yeah. at being least intimidated with, against even discussing. Right. Well, at least with this information, parents can make more informed decision now for what, what they believe is best for their kids. Unfortunately, I don't know what parents can do about getting actual transparency from their school groomers, right. but uh, that's another issue that's going to have to be dealt with, I think, because this and can't continue. That story is not in the mainstream media. Right. First, that's we find that... Go on. I was just ranting. That's why we're using sources like the Daily Caller and the, you know, Nightly Nutsack, because it's not in, Yeah. you know? Yeah. First, we find out d d dangerous warnings of serious side effects to puberty blockers. Then we find out that, uh, that these um, uh, anti-depression drugs that are being prescribed to your kids don't actually do anything. It's um, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's talking Let, about people transitioning. Let's make the obvious connection here, real quick, before we move on. Anti-depression drugs, the the um, chemical in the brain that they were saying was lacking was serotonin. serotonin. Yeah, that's the selective. That's the second S in SSRI. Yes. These are SSRIs that we're talking about. Oh, I know. Yes. That have been. Be I know. Like I said, I want to make the the obvious connection. Yeah. That these, these are, are SSRIs, SSRIs that have been being prescribed the, for decades. The 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 same drugs that have. I don't know which way you're looking at me. I don't know which way up is up. So That's up. this is a up graph for yes. anybody watching. The same drugs whose usage has risen like this. At the same time, the number of active shootings have risen like this. Correlation? Sure. Causation? Correlation, yes. Causation? 
They run really close to each other. You decide. Um, Speaking of people who have transitioned, let's talk about uh, Demi Lovato, who has transitioned more times than I think I've had coffee. Um, She has now decided, Danielle, that she's a girl again. No longer is uh, uh, Demi Lovato they, them. I should clarify that. She's a girl and a they, them at the moment. She's decided to go back to using she, her as pronouns. And so for her, the transition back was pretty simple. It was, hey, let's pick new pronouns, right? However, for the many, many young girls that she influenced to follow in her same path, who then may have made the mistake of expressing this to their public school groomer, at which point the school groomer says, oh yes, you're a little boy, let's get you on puberty blockers, let's get you on... And you're so brave, good for you, you're yeah, so brave, you're... I'm so proud of you, you're yeah. my hero. Yeah, and then went on TikTok saying, hey, I, tra- I, I transformed another one today, yay right. me. For those little girls, it's not quite as simple as picking new pronouns. Right. Some of those little girls have had their lives, number one, shortened, Demi Lovato. Number two, ruined, Demi Lovato, by the example that you set. Can I remind you of something? Yes. We talked about this I know you don't remember because that's exactly how many fucks you gave and that's exactly how much it mattered. We talked about this on April 30th of this year. You know why? Because that's when she actually went back to to she, her. She changed her pronouns. So she changed her pronouns to they. Nobody noticed. She changed her pronouns to they, them Mm -hmm. back in like March of 21. Right. So she changed them back on her profile in April of this year and didn't get enough attention for it. Oh, so she's done it again. So now she's made this big announcement. So she got she changed to she her back in April, but nobody noticed. Well, I bet you some young, uh, young, uh, impressionable young fans did who followed her every move. Yep. And that's the only reason I know is because I read an article about how she low key changed it on her profile. And uh, listen, I don't know this for certain because there's, there's no, nobody's come forward and said I transitioned because of Demi Lovato, but this is the world we live in. Little girls look up to she, her, they, them as a role model. And will emulate the things that she, her, they, them does. And they 100% do. Who's the, um, you're not going to know this, the one with the green hair. Um, um, cool people will know that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I know. I can see her face. Anyway. But yeah, like I had students last year come into class with like that, that like, like bug on a windshield green hair. Because of, um, I'm watching that. Billie Eilish, see, told you. People cooler than us hated Billie Eilish. Knew that. Yes. Come into class with Billie Eilish hair. And then when Billie Eilish turned her hair back from green, guess what happened? Now, and I know that's not the same as changing pronouns, but nowadays it kind of is. Now, had you asked me who's the talented one in the Eilish family, I would have known the answer to that. 
It's Phineas, obviously. It's not Billy. That's that's the brother that manages her, right? Yeah, that's her brother. Yeah. He's a, a songwriter, producer. He's uh, he is exceptionally talented. Yeah. Um, I think no, she I, is and too. I'm fucking I, around. I, believe... I think she is too. Yeah, yeah. I think she's yeah. very good. I'm just, um, I'm just, I, it was but, an attempt at being funny, but no, right. I think Billie Eilish is, is actually oh. really good. But yeah, uh, Demi, Demi Lovato said, I'm such a fluid person. That was her reasoning for this. So she made a big announcement about it this time naturally because, hey, newspapers, I'm such a fluid person, she said. And a little meanwhile, seven-year-old Annie, Demi Lovato fan who's now on the puberty blockers and the um now andy the strepidectomy pills not right. so fortunate you know what else demi lovato is she's a person with who has she herself has according to, to demi lovato she is a person with brain damage yeah from the multiple times that she's od'd twice almost killing herself yeah. and that there are actual according to her, from her medical professionals, gaps in the gray matter in her brain from what she has done to herself with drugs. Remember when she was relevant? Yeah, me neither. All I know is that her career fell to a level that she had to be a judge on America's Got Talent or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I listen, I thought she was cute and all, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't say no, but... Um, and, and I do like a bit of crazy. You do like a bit of crazy. Yeah, I do. So yeah, maybe, maybe they, them can, uh, Hey, we got a phone number. Give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> moving right along. Yeah. Moving right along. Um, let's talk about this one. So good. Trans, trans cheerleader booted. So this is a male that's transitioned to female. Trans cheerleader booted from camp for allegedly choking female teammate called me man with a penis. That's that's the headline to this story. You can only imagine how much better this is going to get. A transgender cheerleader who is a biological male was criminally charged last week for allegedly choking a female teammate. I'm assuming biologically female. Yeah, at, yes. At a cheerleading camp. So this cheerleading squad had this transgender teammate, I guess, member. I'm not sure how that works, but apparently it does. Um, one of one of his teammates. Do we have her? Do we have what she's quoted as saying? The we have the the transgender person right there says, "Well, guys, you just rolled past it." Did oh, I? Yeah. Well, guys, I'm officially retired as a cheerleader as of last night at 5:30 a.m., which a.m. is in the morning, but whatever. Uh, a girl on the yeah. team was being very disrespectful. Hang on, I need the voice. <clears throat> a girl on the team was being very disrespectful and told me I am a man with a penis and that guys should not be on the team. The transgender cheerleader, uh, Avery Chant Chanel Medlock, reportedly posted on Facebook. I stood up for myself and she called her mom and dad because she was scared because I stood up for myself. 
Her father said she still has testosterone and a penis, and I will kill anybody who comes after my daughter. How dare she call me a man with a penis? I mean, how dare she be? How dare she say your facts at me? Yes. Quoting facts at me. Yeah. How dare you hit me with facts? Hit me with them facts. I mean, she's obviously she's a woman. She's one of those new women. Right. Women with a. She's got a girl penis. The ones with dicks. Yep. These women with dicks, and I'm whatever. I'm okay. Whatever. She was at the wrong camp. She meant to go to swim camp. Mm. Because girls with penises. That's what it was. Yes, go on the swim um, team. Are you as surprised as I am? Actually, I shouldn't be surprised about this because these are uh, young people, right? I guess this is a uh, school. College. This is yeah. college. Okay, then I'm not surprised about this at all. That uh, a college would um, would promote transgender cheerleaders. I don't know. It seems a bit weird to me. I mean, I, seems like I wonder if. I mean, the NCAA isn't bad. I mean, I don't know if this is an NCAA school or if it's like what level it is, but the NCAA isn't backing them up. Mm. The NCAA is saying, you know, what, what, whatever, whatever y'all say, go, we'll do that then. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is all that I know about this situation, but um, I mean, you know, the NCAA isn't saying Boys can't beat up girls. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm beat pretty up, sure that beat the up, person that he choked was a, a woman because beat the person did punch him in the face. She said I got a dick, so I beat her up. Unbelievable what's going on in the world right now. And I listen, this isn't a comp. Oh, I don't know. I suppose cheerleading is a competition. It's a competitive thing to get on a cheer squad, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you got to try out and the like. And I would normally say this isn't an instance where men are beating up on women in sports, except for the fact that this is literally where a man was beating up on a woman. Right. Yeah. Choke so a woman. normally I would have given this one the benefit of the doubt, but it literally was a man beating up on a woman. So... Yeah. And the other women on the, the squad say that, that they were intimidated and afraid of that person. Of the of the female or the trans no, female. Of the trans female. Yeah. Well, you know what? The woman's for the, the biological female's feelings don't matter. We know this, Danielle. Right. Yep. Yeah. If they were intimidated or scared by this other woman, this other woman, <laughs> then um, that's just their bigotry shining through. Quite frankly, fucking right. bigots! How dare they? Yeah, how dare you not want a? How dare you not want biological a... male in close? Because like at cheer camp, you like it's sleepaway camp. Like you go and stay there. Mm -hmm. So how dare you not want a biological male sleeping in bunks with your daughter? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if this, I wonder if the trans female gets thrown up in the air and does all the twirly bits. No, I'm sure she's a base. That would be a flyer. They're small. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was implying. All right. Yeah. 
it's, it's, whatever. I'm done with that. Done with that for tonight. Let's talk about <laughs> this music midtime. Let's talk about some class A virtue signaling, shall yes. we? Yes. Music Midtown 2022 canceled gun law may be to blame. Maybe. Maybe to blame. So Music Midtown now in its in its newest iteration is put on Danielle by one of the nation's two most hated companies. Why do I say that? Well, Live Nation books the venue and okay. Ticketmaster handle the ticket sales. They are one company. I don't know how many people know that, but Live Nation that controls the nation's venues is owned by Ticketmaster. These are two of the nation's most despised companies because of their business practices, their practices of inserting fees. And let me tell you how bad this is, just so you'll know. Whenever they get a venue, on your ticket fee, there are fees. Live Nation charge a venue fee. Ticketmaster charge their own venue fee. They're the same company. And they're charging you two venue fees. Why? Because they can. Do they really do that? They absolutely do that. Live Nation will charge you a venue fee. Ticketmaster will charge you a venue fee. Same fucking company just raping the daylights out of people. That is. Anyway, it's hosted by nowadays. And it's like, again, it came back in, what, 2012 or something like that. I think it was, it came back. It was here in the 90s. We went to the first one. Um, the very first music midtown, we went back when I was still married, we went down there, we saw Adam and the ants, we saw the village people, we saw, um, oh, what's his name? Jacob Dylan. We saw him. Uh, what was the, I can't remember the name of his band. They did that one headlight song. We saw them, saw all kind of fantastic bands from my youth. Right. Last year, the headliners were the Jonas Brothers. And um, I can't remember who. So it's not going to be missed. No one's actually going to miss anything at Music Libertown. But those were the headliners last year. Anyway, this year, because um, Permitless Carry was passed in Georgia, and there was a lawsuit, Danielle. Where's the... Uh, I have another story that with the name of the person that brought the um, that brought the lawsuit. But I can't find it. But there was a lawsuit brought by a, a uh, Georgia citizen a long time ago. This this predates even constitutional carry. Okay. And it was brought against, I believe, the Atlanta Parks Department or something. It was it was the lawsuit, I believe, to do with the botanical gardens, where the botanical gardens were refusing to allow people to carry guns, but it's state-owned property. Uh, but they the state lease it from somebody else. And um damn it, I need to find the the actual I need to actually find the, uh, okay. His name was Philip Evans. 
He challenged the festival's right to ban guns. John Monroe, Evans' attorney in the Garden case, spoke to CBS 46. If a private entity has a long-term lease, and by long-term I mean 50 years or more, and basically has complete control of the property, they then can treat it like their own private property, and they can ban guns if they want to. That was the determination in the Garden case, which was the Botanical Gardens. Okay. Okay. If you have to pay property taxes on the property, if you have a long-term, you have to pay property taxes on the property if you have a long-term lease. With a short-term lease, you do not have to pay property taxes. It's sort of a double-edged sword. If you want to ban guns, you have to pay taxes. If you don't want to pay taxes, you don't ban guns. And so that's the position that Live Nation found themselves in. They lease that property short term for a week for Music Midtown. Therefore, they don't own the property. Therefore, they cannot prohibit firearms being taken into the festival. Okay. Now, right. I took my gun to the very first Music Midtown. It's the only one I've been to was the first one. And I took my gun there. There were no metal detectors or anything like that at the time. Nobody made a fuss about it. But we live in different political times now. And we live in these political times where virtue signaling behemoths like Live Nation and Ticketmaster have to take a stand. And in this instance, they've taken a stand against the Second Amendment and a person's individual right to defend themselves and protect themselves. So here's what they want to happen. They want people to visit the city of Atlanta a city where crime rates are soaring because of mismanagement by fa because of failed democrat policies and because of failed democrat prosecutors right. they want those people to then go to the park unarmed to walk through public streets to get to this venue to go and party and have a good time and listen to whoever it is and then have to leave that venue and go all the way back to wherever they came from unarmed because they've decided for themselves, we, we don't like guns. We don't understand what we do and we create soft targets is what they're saying. For all of this virtue signaling, they've completely forgotten what happened in Las Vegas. Right. They've forgotten what happened to the unarmed concert goers who were targeted and victimized by a fucking lunatic across the street in a hotel. Now, I'm not saying that had the people in the concert venue being armed, they would have been able to prevent this. I am saying they may have been able to put a stop to it a lot sooner. I will absolutely say that. Right. Live Nation don't give a shit about any of that. They don't give a shit about your safety. They don't give a shit about your well-being. They care about their profit. And they care about liability, obviously. Because if something did, we see what happened to the concert venue people in Las Vegas. They're getting the shit suit out of them. So I somewhat understand it. I, I don't condone it. 
And I hope that Live Nation never do business in Georgia again. And by virtue of that, I hope Ticketmaster never do business in Georgia again. And that we finally get competition among ticket sales. And we're able to go buy them at a reasonable fucking price without the exorbitant rape fees, the pants damn spanking fees that Live Nation and Ticketmaster put on them. I have absolutely no sympathy for these companies in this instance. If you want to come to Georgia and do business, you obey the law. If you don't want to come to Georgia and do business, don't stay the fuck out and stay off of our dime. Simple as that. Right. I'm perfectly happy with that. Let's let a true constitutional loving third party pick up Music Midtame, where Live Nation leave off, and let's have a decent concert where freedom-loving people can go and enjoy themselves and be able to defend themselves if necessary, as is our God-given right. That's my opinion on this. Live Nation can go and fuck itself. Ticketmaster can go and fuck itself. The city of Atlanta can go and fuck itself. And, um, dude, you are getting on me about motherfucking people. That's all I got. To say. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you are can go and self. I this button. You I are, could, you are spreading the monkey pox. That's I could, all you, I've got to say. I could use this button and I always forget to. Quite frankly, everybody involved in this story can go and fuck themselves. I still think I messed it up. Yeah, you've messed <laughs> up all the time. But <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, canceling it because of the permitless carry law in Georgia. What a bunch of fucking weenies. And not even saying it, right? Like, they didn't even come right out and say that that's why it was canceled. It's rumored to have been. Right. Right. Well, no, it says uh, artists, confer artists confirmed with CBS 46 that they were told by festival organizers the cancellation was due to gun safety concerns. So we've had it confirmed through groups that were booked at the gig. Okay, sort of. Bands that were booked there. Unnamed um, sources have confirmed with unnamed sources. That's right. They are going to be issuing refunds. What's the betting, by the way, that fees will be deducted from those refunds? The refund can they do fee? that? Oh, fuck yeah. Of course they can. Of course they can. If the thing's canceled? Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a cancellation fee, a refund fee, a lost venue fee. I, I don't know that for certain, but anybody, if you had tickets for, to this and you happen to get a refund, let me know what, if any, fees were deducted from those refunds, because I guarantee you there were. Steve says, Steve says, did you see the band list? Cancellation is a public service. I'm sure there are going to be some bands there that I like. I think Jack White was supposed to be there, and I absolutely yeah, adore I like Jack White. Jack White. For everything Jack White's ever done, the White Stripes, the Raconteurs, anything that he's night, done, Michelle. I have been a major fan of. Good night, Michelle. So um, I know he, but I'm not going to 
buy a weekend ticket to Music Midtown to watch Jack White for an hour. Right. You know right. what I mean? I, I if I, I have to sit through other drivel to to get to the good stuff. Um and I, I can't be dealing with that. But yeah, yeah I understand. David says fine print. Yeah, I'm sure you're probably right. It probably is in oh, the yeah. terms. It's gonna be all up in the fine print, guaranteed. Uh, yeah, last year was Miley Cyrus and the Jonas Brothers. Those were the headliners. Jesus. So they could have happily canceled last year. And right. no one would have given a shit. Uh, this, who who is it? Do they say? Um, no. Debbie uh, Dave says, sir, your refund is in and you owe us $14.95. Yes. Yeah. This festival was set to be headlined by... Um, 90s, 90s emo rock band, My Chemical Romance. There's a banging show. I actually like MCR. Yeah, me too. Hate to say it, but I do like them. Uh, Fallout Boy. Don't know who that is. I've heard the name, but I yeah, don't I think like I know Boy. a single song. And uh, Jack White, who I think is absolutely fantastic. This year may have been a good one, to yeah, be honest with you. That that sounds not but I don't other than Fallout Boy, I don't know who they are. But I do like my put it this way, I liked my chemical romance when they were angsty teens. I don't know how much I would like them in their middle age. I they probably haven't matured any. You would like I think you'd like Fallout Boy too. Okay. But yeah, whatever. Virtue signaling corporations. We're not yeah. coming. It's it's we're not bringing the, the, the all-star game to Georgia because of abortion. We're not bringing the... I don't know why I'm doing that voice when I have this voice. <laughs> no balls. No balls. It just right. amazes me. And and I hope, I hope that Governor Kemp pulls a Ron DeSantis and invites Live Nation and Ticketmaster to exit the state permanently. I hope that happens. Revoke, have our Secretary of State revoke their license to do business in Georgia. That's what I would be doing right now. I would be saying, you don't like our laws? Then don't fucking do business here. Business license, gone. See ya! Let's wrap this up. The band hammer says you keep stealing Dave Bear's voice, though, which isn't <laughs> untrue. Um, Y'all, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you Saturday morning. Right? Yes. Yes. Bye, guys. See you. Bye, friends.